Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be here. Uh, we are in, uh, we are, we are, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with the member, the member uh, for the Greater Bayswater area. Oh, please, I am Mr. Ben Speaker. Henry, Mr. Speaker, here with, uh, barely touched him post-prelim final, I am Ben Henry, here with my good mate Corey, how are you? Hello, mate. Yes, 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 prelims have happened. They have. A lot have. of, a lot of meme result uh, happened, I feel. Now, uh, looking, looking down at my notes here, I have the word meme and, and all meme worthy written down several times it's so many like any time a team goes out in straight sets yes. like port and melbourne yes. have done dear listener it is a meme it, <laughs> it is, is like, it happened with geelong for ages it is now i think a meme for both of these clubs port and melbourne yes. uh it was just i actually didn't get to properly watch the uh carlton melbourne game because no. i was i was working i was uh, in the air i um I, you went to broom i didn't did you? i spent yes. the weekend in broom for my birthday happy my, birthday Thank you very much. Yes. It was lovely. How but, old are you again? Uh, 34. 34. I, I had it mistaken. Um, I spoke to my... You, f- you fucked up your own age. Yes. Okay. I, I tend to do it, but it was only by one year this year. A couple of yep. years ago I did it. I was out by three somehow. Yeah. But I spoke to my mother late last week before I left and she was saying, happy birthday, have a good yes. weekend. Yeah. It's your 34th birthday. 34. The fuck you t- I'm, turning you th- th- I'm turning 33. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not 35 yet, though. That's the main thing. No. You're still early no, 30s. I will commit seppuku before 35. That's yes. absolutely, you, absolutely. You, you have to. It's the only gentlemanly way. Well, yeah, we're not going to be 37-year-old dudes. Why I was um, in the air for the start of the game and I was itching. Yeah. My, my poor partner, Chloe, had to um, sit next to me on the plane and I was just uh, couldn't deal climbing with it. up the walls. The planes, uh, it's coming down. I've got the phone ready. Like, where's the reception? <laughs> where's the fucking reception? So we landed. It was half time. So oh. I, I did get to watch the second half, um, which was very, very meme worthy. It was very meme worthy. Well, <laughs> a lot of viewers did not get to watch the first half either, myself included. Yes. Because I, I was actually uh, mixing a band for the first time uh, in ages. Lovely. Dear list, I am actually a qualified sound engineer. I've done a lot of mixing rock and roll bands and had the f- first time I've done it in quite a while. Gig went well. But there's a, there's a lot of downtime between the sets at this event. Is, I'm yeah. like, I'll just get KO up on the phone when I've got downtime no bueno. and watch it. No bueno. Now I'm shocked. Because Could not sign me in. The servers were full. Now I'm shocked. With that. And you weren't the only one. There were uh, thousands, of, thousands people. of people online. Um I'm shocked because KO usually works quite well. I know it's such it's a, a it's, it's a perfectly they run really service. know how to code, don't they? <laughs> it's it, uh, and the, you'd think. Because this is not the first time this has happened. No. We are being facetious. We're no. being sarcastic. It's a very bad KO service. is known for being a shit show. Uh, not only with, uh, you know, occasional servers being full on big events like a prelim final or the Ashes or the yeah. or whatever it may be, but mm. just the interface of the app is yeah, it's bad. bad. It gets worse every year. Also, you're bombarded constantly because it is a Foxtel feed essentially, for, yes. for the football at least. Yes. You're constantly bombarded with advertisements for uh, 4K. Yes, which is not available. No, it's not. It's it's giving you a feature, that, 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 yeah. and it should be available. It's, it's streaming. It's Why can you it, not stream it's in four K? Insane that it's not. Absolutely, Ko. If you actually want to reach out for a TikTok partnership, I don't mean yeah, anything I, I say. I if you will want me to turn on you. a dime for yeah. the company. Dollar. Oh, we'll do it. We'll sell ourselves <laughs> so unbelievably make, make quickly. Make no mistake. My my wherewithal is. Uh, 
paper thin. Yes. Oh well, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. But the game, I managed to tune in after half time. It got me in to the prelim, and I was looking down as much as I could yes. to uh, watch it. It was hot footy. It, it was, was very, very, good, yes. very hot footy. It was very good. And it, look, it's it's tended to be the way that half the finals. There was obviously only two games. This weekend, yes. Half the finals of this series have been very shit hot, and the other half have not been as shit hot. Yes, and that's this that could be said about this week. Yeah, absolutely. So. It was fifty fifty. And yep. but uh, shouts out to uh, Carlton for proving me wrong yet again. Like I've tipped against them. Yeah, look, I've tipped against them both weeks. I mean, they should. There's no way that they should have won that. Yeah, it was. It's, it's crazy. I, I really need to go back and watch the footage. I haven't even watched first crack this week to prepare. It's, I've it's had not no on. time. It's not on. No, it's, no first crack. I, as far as I can tell. Well, now I feel less bad. Since the finals have started, it has not been on. That's amazing to me. Yeah. I need Kingy's well, I mean, analysis. The whole the whole concept of the show is breaking down. Every game, so yeah, I, I suppose yeah, with less okay. games, that's true. They would get, they could do the episode yeah. in twenty minutes. They but could. Kingy, uh, not so much um, Lee, but uh, Kingy has been on SEN. Yeah, a I lot need. More, I, a lot I, more. I enjoy Kingy on him, SEN. Him, uh, Kingy, and Jared have been popping off um, the yeah. past few weeks. Yeah, which I've been very much loving. They bounce off each other quite well. Kingy yeah, and Jared. They, they, uh, I quite, I quite like. They them. have quite an entertaining balance where they. They're often very conflicted against each other. Yes. But they manage it in a, quite an entertaining It's all and, above board. Yes, it's all yeah, very it is, above board. Is, and yeah. also you can tell that David King very much enjoys a punt from the way he alludes oh, yeah. to gambling oh, yeah. in, <laughs> in his Big podcast. It'll be like he will have gone in for half an hour of really in-depth tactical analysis and then uh, they'll talk about oh, the Brownlow, <laughs> this and that. And it's like, well, I've got a bet on him, Jared. Oh, and then Jared's like, oh, stop it. Stop it, David. But this now, game, back, what notes did you have on the game, mate? Now, well, Charlie Kerno. Now, this is gonna, this is odd, an odd thing to start on because Carlton did win. But I'm going to trash Charlie Kono a little bit here. Go on. Charlie Kono, um, throughout this whole final series, um, is the worst rated key forward of anyone. That is surprising so to me. He's, he's in kicked... a series with Tom McDonald in it yes. as well. So yeah. he's he's kicked one and one in, in the two games. Yep. Um, which, I mean, for the common medalist and big time key forward, especially yes. with uh, Mackay out as well, that's not great. Yep. Um, his inside 50 returns um, in finals, the worst of anybody. Uh, he's, he's had seven one-on-ones and he's lost every single one of them. God damn. And that's against not the best yeah. of defenders. Defenders so, he would usually boss in the home and away exactly, season. Exactly, yeah. So Carlton has somehow managed to win. Well, I think it's a lot of the smaller players really stepping up. Yes. Like Akers is putting together uh, one of the best offensive wingman performances yep. uh, now, for, on a two-game basis. It's a small sample size, and, and to but be, shouts to be, out Akers. To be fair, Melbourne's back line is quite immense, especially yes. um, Stephen May doing quite yep. well. Uh, but going forward, you would hope that Charlie Kerno is going to have a Bigger impact than that. Otherwise, um, they will get absolutely bodied at, at the Gabba as well. Like when uh, yeah. it's it's going to be. I, I can't see myself tipping Carlton this week either. No. Even though I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed with how they've done. Well, the last the last time Carlton played a final at the Gabba was Michael Voss's only finals win as coach. Oh, good But God. he was coaching Brisbane. Yeah, good. Uh, it was the 2009 <laughs> elimination final when Carlton blew a five-goal lead in the last quarter. Classic. So Juddy would have still been playing for Carlton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Good Lord. 
So, oh, yes, I do remember that game yep. now. I do remember. And the next game, the next game I did watch. Well, hang on. I've got, oh, I've you got, got, got some you got more a bit stuff more. here. Um, so, Melbourne, they're, it's just a stunning way to lose because yeah. their, their contest and defense, that, that's the linchpin of their game. Yes. They just, they just can't kick fucking goals. Like, when yeah, they need to. It's, it's really like uh, Petrarca missed a few. Yeah. They were a clearly, lot of players to were my missing. mind, they were clearly the more dominant team. Yeah. They just were, were not finishing. And how you can lack execution in a, at this stage of the year after the year that they've had is stunning. And it's, it straight sets again. It is a meme, and now yes, and now yes. anyone who does go out in straight sets is seen as a laughing stock. It is one of the ba- it's the one of the greatest uh, sort of moments of shame you can have yeah. as a AFL team. Like if you were a samurai, you would have to commit seppuku if you go yeah. out in straight sets. You brought dishonor to your family. You've brought dishonor to your you know your legion or your troops. And now Goodwin yeah. is really like. Especially after the Maynard debacle, yes, the way he sort of conducted himself uh, in the press conferences and all the dialogue surrounding that, and now, uh, from what I understand, he tried to say some comments about you know that, that, that they that, were hard that, done that by like, that, yeah. that, that, that that affected it. Like yeah. man, it's I, I not a good I look. I don't buy into that. It's, that's you know who wouldn't do that? Craig McRae. Craig, Craig, Craig would, Gray not, would do not do that. No, he no, would he be buy into the gracious noise. in defeat. Yeah. Even if we were <laughs> fucked by the umpires, even if we were rooted by bad decisions, yeah. he would take it in his stride. No. He would say, "We were, we, we deserve to lose that game. It's all right. We'll come back." Now, your close personal friend Kane Corns. Yes. We. We like to, well, I like to bag him a little bit. I do. Because uh, he's a fucking idiot. He calls me up truth, after the pod every told. time and he says, you've got to <laughs> wrangle this bloke in. He's, he's your mate. He's not my mate yes. yet. Um, but he's had a rare W this uh, week. He, 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 he gets one every two well, weeks, I think. He's, he, he does. He's been in a bit of a drought lately. Yep. Some yes. of the takes he's had, and we know it's, I think, I I'm, I'm, can't really figure it out if he believes most of the stuff that he says or how, think, if he's trying to be inflammatory for the views or whatnot. I think he's very oh, – it is hard to figure out what yeah. his intent because is. Because some, sometimes he seems so earnest and then yeah. other times you can see that he, he – as he's speaking, he's, he knows. That I it's think just he bullshit. knows. I yeah. think he does know. But in this case, he's, he's had a W here yes. because he was on SEN um, dragging Goodwin um, for the decision to not include Brody Grundy. Yeah, yeah. It, which is st- it's still because wild to me that this has all is transpired insane. because news today insane. to just cut in yes. that Brody Grundy has requested a trade officially. to Sydney, Sydney. officially. Yep. Uh, so Port, Port so, bowed out last week. They said, no, we're not going to do it, um, which is not surprising considering they have a lot on their radar in terms of trades. Yeah. And I was wondering how the fuck they were going to pull it all off. Yeah, it would take a bit have, of juggling. All, the, all they have is pick 37 from yeah. from memory. Um, but anyway, he's, he's going to Sydney. But Kane Corns uh, very rightly has pointed out, Josh Shackey was the sub for Melbourne. One of those players you forget exists. Yes. He, wasn't, he was not activated. He didn't. He didn't play in the game, which in itself is stunning because uh, Tom McDonald was having an absolute meal. He made that game look very, very difficult. <laughs> um, I think he got six disposals, um, one score involvement. You know who else it, they've got sitting in the twos? Ben Brown. Yeah, Ben exactly. Brown. If you wanted a better, I would absolutely play Ben Brown before Tom McDonald. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But I don't. Now, Kane has said here. Uh, this is a quote. Why do you have to be so stubborn? 
yeah, it worked for that period of time, but then things changed throughout the season and you get some challenges and some injuries, Coins has said on SEN Breakfast. Correct. If Brody Grundy is not in your best 23 in the lead up to a final, I'd be staggered. To have the ability to push Max Gorn forward, he at times looked like the only threat. At times they had Tom McDonald and Christian Petrarca in the ruck. I thought that was too stubborn of them to not move when they needed to move and play Grundy in a final. Have, they did have those guys in the ruck. That, bear, it that is, boggles the mind. It is staggering. Like and it's, and uh, I fully agree with Kane Corns. It is a Kane W, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. He <clears> does occasionally hit the 180 he's, he's on the dartboard. He's gone further and um, we'll give him a lot of credit here because he's um, likened it to Collingwood's scenario. Remember, Mason Cox came on as the sub against Brisbane and he was ravenous, jumping yes. and pounding in at centre bounce and almost changed the course of that game. Absolutely, and yes. Grundy is a much better Rackman of than course. Cox is. Like it's th the sub especially is such – you can do whatever you want with the sub. I hate it when it's not activated. And I really uh, I really do. He's performed a drive-by shooting on Shaki here. Instead, oh. you've got Josh Shaki. What's he going to provide for you? Nothing. <laughs> Oh, no, that is I a... mean, and he's right because he didn't even play. Uh, well, Shaky used to play for the dogs, didn't he? Like, yeah, he's yeah. just a bit of a utility sort yeah, of type, yeah, but he's right. Oh, good. Let's get on to the, let's get on to the next game. Uh, one, la one last oh, thing. Yes, 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 yes. The, one of the biggest memes of the season is, of course, the emblem caller from Talkback oh, Radio. The emblem! Do it for the so emblem! So this was a, uh, if you uh, forget, because it was a long time ago. It's it was like midway a through the season. three-and-a-half-minute tirade. It was a Carlton angry supporter calling yep. into the radio uh, to really just fucking... It was, looking back on it, pathetic. It was Absolutely very pathetic. And pathetic. that guy showed up to the training... Uh, the following week, with a sign, yeah, didn't stood he? out the front, yeah, to, yeah. to let the players know, yeah, that he was mad, yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> which is stunning. They uh, they called an immediate board meeting, but pre emblem call, Carlton were at a forty five percent win win loss ratio. Yep. Post emblem, seventy three point three percent. Are you saying that he's turned it around? Look, I'm not endorsing his means, but when there's an end. Well, also, he got <laughs> so incredibly famous for that. Yeah, like, that, yeah. now the AFL use that audio footage yeah, on, great. like, every fucking video package yeah. about Carlton. Now, and so I, they're, I positively, they're positively reinforcing his bad behaviour of being, like, a shit bloke. <laughs> well, I, I forget if it was – I think it might have been Matthew Lloyd who was in the studio live when that call came in. Yeah. And he was trying to talk the guy down. Like, don't yeah. you think you're going a bit – too far, yeah. Like, Lloydie is king. Lloydie like, calm down. <laughs> and old mate just kept up like, nah, nah, I'm going to have to stop the you there. The captain doesn't care. <laughs> the players don't care. <laughs> oh, God. It is just beggar's belief how these people sleep uh, without having a coronary. So two points were in it in the uh, in the end for, for that game. Um, yeah, stunning for Melbourne. Absolutely stunning. stunning. Now, I, I don't think they're going to change too much uh, for next year. I mean... No. They obviously their forward line's a bit lacking. Yes. Um, do they bring in more personnel? Do do they make any changes there? Well, or I is think it more I think you, you you stack all your chips around uh, Van Ruyen as your next big yep. number one key forward, and then you get a number two guy in the trade period. So yep, I like you, that. you've got Fritch, who is that mid-size forward sort of player, yeah. and he fell off a cliff at he the did, wrong time of the season. Uh, fair enough, he did have the foot. Yeah. But, and he he's, came, but he came back and was he's very kicked, bad. He's also kicked, you know, five or six goals in a grand final. So, yep. like, you know, it's he's 
he's there for the rest of his career. 100%. But I think you can play him as a third tall because of his he's not as tall as your key forwards. So just get someone like, uh, you know, maybe like uh, even who's on, I don't know who's on the trade period. Just mm. someone tall who can take a grab. Maybe your Chole's on the trade table. If you yes. can get Mabby or Chole into yep. Melbourne and just either have him playing in the twos I just in saw, case someone gets injured. I did see today. Give him five games if not. The Crows are, have apparently officially um, stated that they are interested in maybe Ochoa. I like that. Yeah, I don't mind I that. like that I a lot. I, I also saw him linked to Frio. I saw him linked to West Coast. But that link, oh, that, might have been the that same. tenuous yeah. link is yeah. my dad texting me and going, what do you reckon about this one? Do you, do you, do you like maybe Ochoa? I'm like, Dad, I do. I think he's good. I think he's in good. In any case, there was a second game. Uh, GWS defeating um, the very sad... Port Adelaide this, Football Club, 70 points. an absolute capitulation. It I can was, feel, yeah. I can hear and feel Monty's iridescent yeah. fury It was over here. well, well before yeah. uh, the siren the, se- the second quarter, gone. that's that's Absolutely some of the best gone. football I've seen any team play this year. But the, the Giants at Adelaide Oval in a, in a, in a final. The in Giants a knockout are crazy. Final. They are fucking good, they, man. I like to talk about um, clubs having a, a brand. Of, yes. of a style of play that yes. is an identifiable brand. And GWS's brand is being malleable. Yes. They can they can they are able to change and uh reform on the fly. And I mean that's gotta be at the hands of um, Adam Kingsley. Yes, sure. He's a great coach. Fantastic He's a great coach. coach. And also like when they're when they're on, it's all of their players are so capable of being damaging by foot, it seems like. Like you looked yep. at that's the best game I've seen Callan Ward play in like yep. he's Callan Ward is fifty years old. And we he talk- was in the midfield stepping blokes. Yep. Brent Daniels was had a great game. And Lockie Whitfield off of half. GWS is a team where I mean you've got the Greens in yes. the middle and you've got Canelio. Oh God, Canelio um, played a blinder best I mean, on ground. There's this entire team is made up of guys that uh, obviously they're not unknown. Yeah. But it's not superstars. Yeah, well, you look at Jesse Hogan. Yeah. You look at the resurgence Jesse Hogan's had. 100%. I thought after his Frio tenure, I thought he was done. done. I yeah. thought he was completely done, and I was not alone in that opinion. No. Now, like, he's kicked nine in a game this year. He's just kicked four at the Adelaide yeah. Oval against Port. He's taken huge marks. He's dominating. Now he's we talk absolutely about, dominating. We talk about brands. Um, on the, the inverse side of that, Port doesn't have one. Yeah, they just don't. Port. I can't think of how of, of the style that they play. No. They rely on very good individual performances from their players, 100%. and as, crucially, it's the midfielders alone yeah. that is carrying that. Sometimes team. it can be Houston. Like Houston can give yeah, you that off half, that's off half fair. back, that's and fair, that's like fair. you know, occasionally, like Jezza Finlayson will give you a big game up for. But it's yeah. very rosy butters focus. And we do we do stand with the big fin hats off. He's having oh. a he's having a bit of a time. At Why the moment. did Ken start Charlie Dixon? Yeah. Why did Ken start Charlie Dixon and Crazy. have Josephine Layson as a sub? I've actually got a bit of a. Uh, I saw an article pop up about Ken Hinckley today that I thought oh, there was has, uh, there has quite been interesting. A lot. He was not Kenuff, it would seem. He was not Kenuff. He was not <laughs> Kenuff. The Kennedy has uh, subsided. <laughs> There was, so in, in his press conference, <laughs> Ken was immediately uh, backtracking and in damage control mode because mm. supporters have been angry. Oh, yeah. So Port Adelaide supporters. Oh, yeah. Uh, even during, like, uh, as soon as the wheels started to fall off of the 13-win streak, they, yeah. were, they were going. Well, Port, a lot of Port fans hated that 
they were on a win streak. Yes. Because they wanted Hinkley's head and they had it. Yep. They did have it. And then it. he they won 13 it. games. Yep. And they had to they had to sign him. They they did. Koshy was his is I could I, I mean, couldn't again, I couldn't help it, guys. Again, I had to put pen to Kingy paper. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kingy He's won and 13 um, in a row. <laughs> Kingy and Jared were um, discussing this on SEN. That the timing of signing that contract, it didn't make sense for anybody involved. No. Wait they, till the final wait series till the is end. over. Yeah, it's, wait till the end. Wait was, till the fucking end. I, you didn't I need the, to sign the him. more time that goes past, the more I think that Koshi is just an idiot. Like, and he and he has he does not <laughs> well, know if, how to if run. If you've a ever club. seen his financial advice, segment, terrible, it's just awful. absolutely terrible. It is but bad. in the press conference, uh, Ken Hinckley and I quote says, "People can say we had some injured players or some mm. blokes who were less than perfect. I can guarantee you that some that if some of the replacements were put out there, it would have been a much much worse result. With both came the, the end, end quote with both." Both teams struggling to kick straight in front of goal. The Giants broke the game open in the second term with five mm. consecutive majors, but the warning signs were there early in the lopsided clearance and uncontested possessions count. So he said, fart, 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 wore the reverb fart to kick it off. He's now just made excuses saying my twos side is shit. Like yeah. my resi side is not good. You know who we were we were talking about this with Monty. Mm. Orazio Fantasia can't get a game and he's been yeah, he really dominating in he the really twos. Should have played. They've played Finlayson as a sub mm. and Orazio can't get a game. Yeah. I'm not buying that, Ken. Not to, I'm not, not to mention it. that Oli Wines was on the wing for a time. Oh, good Lord. He's why, not a winger. Why Why you have Oli Wines on the wing is beyond The man's me. head is like 70 <laughs> kilos. He's an inside <laughs> mid. He's in the contest. He can't sprint. Now, like, we've, oh. got some, we've got some stats here. So we mentioned um, Charlie Kerno's um, kind of lacklustre performance yes. um, inside 50. Um, conversely, the Giants. So if you look at Buckley, Iden, Taylor and Himmel- Himmelberg. Oh, guns. They have all combined for 27 uh, one-on-one contests and they've yet to lose one. That's huge. In, the, in this final series. That's across different now, sorts of one-on-ones as the well. The entire team, uh, this is G- GWS, 34 uh, one-on-one contest, and they've lost one. Mental. Now, if you compare that to the Pies, this final series, uh, 14, and they've lost four. Ooh, okay. But the fact so that, that there was... That is stunning. It is stunning. But, you know, th- to look at the stats in isolation, mm. the fact that there's only been 14 for Collingwood shows yep. how effective the structure is working. It's very and different it's, style of play. They, they don't favour the one-on-ones. Well, we, we don't allow the one-on-ones no, to exactly. happen. So now... Um, again, uh, Kerno being the least effective key forward uh, for inside 50 returns, Toby Green is the most damaging for the exact same stat. Yep. Uh, 18 score involvements, uh, 14 of those were inside 50, um, and he, he has made Riccardi look like an absolute jet. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm shitting myself. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready for this prelim. I, I'm not confident is, that we will win. I mean, looking back from... Say four, five, six weeks ago, if you had told me that this matchup was happening, I'd say, "Wow, no, in the worries. Now I'm thinking, "Oh dear God!" It is, it is legitimately terrifying. As, my, I, as I've had a lot of heartbreak 
we have had a lot of heartbreak going for Collingwood. Yes, yes 2018 was really bad. Yes, last year's prelim was really bad. The 2019 yep. prelim against the Giants. We lost to the Giants. That yep. is perhaps the most angry I have been yep. after and football. That, that was made even. I was yep. so, so upset. And that was made even worse by the fact that the Giants went on to that grand final and produced one of Stunk the, up the, joint. One of the, up the worst joint. grand final efforts I've ever seen in my life. I remember in that prelim as well, Chris Mayne played a blinder. He played an absolute <laughs> blinder. The Moynes. God, I miss him. We he will, was, we will, dear listeners, we will have Chris Mayne on this show next year. We will get Chris Mayne. We will, we will find a way to get Moynes on, and it's just going to be me fawning over him the whole time. Like Chris <laughs> Mayne, how hard is your head? How hard is now, it? Now the Giants, the Giants really are peaking at the perfect time. So rounds uh, one, one through to twenty-one, they were kicking an average score of eighty-three. Yep. Since round 21, they're averaging 109. That's just such a fucking huge... <laughs> they packed it's the on 30 points. Play. They love yep. to move the football. And they're, they're unrelenting. Yep. And they've done it the hardest out of anybody. They've won... They set a record this year. They're the first team to win at 11 or yep. 12... 11. I think it's 11. Different, 11 different yep. grounds in a year. Yep. And that's a lot of them have been big away wins. Yes. After being uh, near the bottom of the ladder to start of the season and having a real... It's, like, it's just insane. And once again, my prediction for them to win the wooden spoon. Don't ever listen to Ooh. me. I've got to I've got to good get God. some good predictions good next year. God. Awful. Awful. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. And I also predicted Tom Mitchell would get more Brownlow votes than Nick Dacos. Yeah. What what am I thinking? That was what bad. what the hell was I doing? Was next bad. year, listeners, I'll get a couple now, right. Um we'll just swing back to Port quickly. Um on their we did we briefly mentioned their trade prospects. So yes. they they are going uh, they are looking to bring in Zerk Thatcher. From Essendon, which is, they do need a, a. That's basically a lock. At they this need point. defenders. Yeah, they do. Um, so that I mean, that's a good one for them. But the other one that they've uh, all but confirmed is Asava Radigalia. Again, I like it. I, I do not like it. Why don't you like it? Well, Geelong's backline is the worst that it's looked in a decade. Yes, it's not Radigalia's fault. Yeah, but but he's not good. He can take a grab. He's, yeah, I mean, he's played uh, eleven or twelve games, I think, yep. in the backline, and he's not been impressive he's uh, look Radigalia is like he's a patchy player but he is tall he, he can so, take a mark. So, he can outbody I, I just, a bloke. I think. I think that experiment. You don't need him to be failed. your number one. You no. don't need him to be your number one. No. You. He can free up a Leah and take a and take a key. Well, you key, want key you forward. want a Leah to be the intercept player, a yeah. la Darcy Moore. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd want. He needs good coaching. Like he needs a good backline. Is he going to get that from Ken? Flourish. Well, Ken doesn't coach. So <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's just it? it, it, No, whoever. The, I don't actually know who their backline coach is. Uh, but yeah. It'll be not Ken. Someone else will take him, move some magnets around. It'll so be okay. Port, Port fans in, yeah, in a bad place this week. You would yes. think, and for the next few months, and probably well into next year. It's gonna be a funny time. It's <laughs> next time we have Monty on. I can't wait for him to get the rant. So after, have you got any more on the? I've got any more on no, that game. No. So footy, let's go footy into news? footy news. Uh, obviously, the main story of this week, unfortunately. Uh, the great man, uh, arguably the biggest icon or one of the most important figures in the history of the sport of Australian rules football, Ron Barassi, has passed away. Mm. Um, just you can't overstate the impact that he has had on the sport as a player, as a coach, as a media figure. Yep. Everything about him uh, just the he's way, made the sport better. The way that the game looks 
when you're when you're watching any given game, the way the way that it is played is because of him. Yes, the like that's and that's meaning, not a, that's not even a, a grandiose state. That's just fact. Meaning the handball, receive, run and carry, yep. move with the football. Yep. It is the, the, the transition. Tra- the transition brand. from the transition the transition from old world football, if you will, to yes. what it is now. And granted, it I mean that happened in the seventies. Yep. And the game is a lot different to what, than it was in the 80s or the 90s. Yes. But the difference between now and the 90s is less than now in the 60s. Absolutely, for and sure. And that is because of Ron Barassi. And it was th- the reason Ron Barassi, it was almost the perfect storm. He was moulded into being this amazing tactical mind and yep. in the right place at the right time with the right talent. He was coached by Norm Smith at Melbourne. Mm. And this incredible Melbourne team, like Norm Smith is arguably the greatest coach in the game's history, certainly of his time. They won uh, three flags in a row. They won six flags all up in like yeah, eight six, years. Six, six premierships years. for Melbourne. And yeah. uh, he coached Carlton to two. Um, uh, did he get one for North? He didn't get, he didn't get one for North. Okay. No, but no, no, he no, did he turn them around. He turned them around yeah. very much. And he had a very good team. He, yeah. he got unlucky. But under... Th- this book that I'm reading and that I have uh, brought up excerpts from in the podcast many times, uh, Time and Space by James Coventry. Good. Uh, the early stages of the game, uh, it was it's always been a battle to fight congestion in the sport of uh, Australian rules football. Even from the very start of the sport, there was too many blokes near the ball. There's too, You can't find space. You can't move the ball. It ends up being that rolling mall. From the 1870s, this was the case. Yeah. So in little chips and inches here and inches there, coaches were trying to figure out ways to alleviate that. And all you had to do was fucking run. All you had to do was handball. Handball, yeah. receive and run. Handball and fucking run. Flick the ball around and run with it. Now, there was there was guys trying this with varying degrees of success, but one of... Yeah, so you've you've talked about how um, the Sandful actually tried it the Sandful, earlier, but it didn't work. The Sandful sort of had its own uh, ecosystem of football skill and talent and tactics. They tried to utilise what was called the flick pass. Mm. And the flick pass was uh, a sort of bastardised Handball. Hybrid handball. It's it's like an open palm slap, yep. underhand open palm slap that is disguised as a handball. The twenty six the twenty sixteen Bulldogs maneuver. It's a, it's a throw. It's it's a throw, <laughs> and it's a very blatant throw. And the the key thing being, it's not a closed fist, and you just sort of scoop it. So the sandful really developed some very hard running and fancy football with uh, that, but mm. they would still lose to the Victorians at the state at the state of origin carnivals each year because they didn't have the brawn. Mm. They didn't have the guts and they'd get the shit kicked out of them by a team coach by Norm Smith or yeah, of well. his ilk. Norm Smith was actually not a big proponent of handball. He at the time was like, all right, if you, d- I get it, it works, <laughs> but boys, if you can kick it for fuck's sake, please kick it. His brother Len Smith was much more forward thinking and he understood that the handball was so important and that you need to have as many shots on goal as possible during the game by moving the ball as quickly as possible. So Barassi's basically yep. been mentored and fostered in by Norm Smith and his family and worked at, uh, I believe it was like a printing press or something like that with Len Smith. Len Smith has written essentially the communist manifesto of football. I love it. He's, he's called it like a, a lectures on Australian football. <laughs> 
And he's taught Ron Barassi these like mantras of like handball, 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 run, handball. Barassi's <laughs> taken that into his time at Carlton as a coach. The 1970 grand final is the first time it was really seen on a grand scale yep. to win in the VFL, to be effective and win. You watch, listeners, watch it on KO. It is there. The 1970 <laughs> grand final, you go to, the, obviously the KO interface is really <clears throat> shit. You've got to go into the AFL section, scroll down until you get to like the vault or AFL classics, 1970 grand final. The second half, Carlton were down by like 50 points and they <laughs> have just turned it on yeah. and the commentators it's are going crazy. crazy because there'll be a guy on the mark, he's taking a mark and he handballs over the top of the guy on the mark. They're going, what? How's it? Why? He's handballed it. He's handballed it. Why did he do this? It's a, it's a mate. This is the greatest football we've ever seen, ladies and gentlemen. You can't believe it. I've, I've, got, an, uh, I've got an excerpt here yes. from um, an article that came out and this, this article was written by Peter Lalla, who's the author of Barassi's biography yep. before, before he died. Um, and it, it mentions Norm Smith, which is why I'm going to uh, read this bit. Yeah, go on. Together, Norm and Ron won six premierships. Ron was one of the league's highest profile players and one of the most fiercely devoted footballers. Twice he was the Demons' leading goal scorer. He captained the team to the 1960 and 64 premierships and three times he made the All-Australian side. Few who ever played the game could match his levels of desperate determination or skill. But Norm Smith was a hard man a strict disciplinarian with a scolding tongue, and he reserved the worst of his tirades for the boy who lived out the back of his house. That's Barassi. Ron, that is Ron. But the results on the field were spectacular. Barassi was Melbourne and Melbourne was Barassi, but the footballer had greater ambitions. He wanted to coach, but Smith was in his way, and eventually he decided that he had to go. Footballers come and go regularly in the modern game, but, it was, but when it was announced that Ron Barassi was leaving the Demons to play and coach at Carlton, it shook the state. Newspapers announced that loyalty was dead. <laughs> Fans wrote to newspapers for advice on changing the name of, names of pets called Ron, Ron or Barassi. Oh, Others set about tearfully unpicking the number 31 from the backs of children's Melbourne jumpers, oh. while one fan even burnt one. That is It was awesome. the biggest story in football. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and it was huge. Trades didn't happen. There was no, no Continental Tires AFL trade no, radio no, back no. in the day. It just wasn't done. <laughs> you, you would move states rather than go to another yeah, team in the VFL, you'd go and play in the Waffle, you'd go to South Australia or fucking Tassie even, you would not go from Melbourne to Carlton. It was not done. And also another little fun tidbit about uh, Ron from the great book Time and Space by James Coventry. There is differing accounts of this, but Ron Barassi may well have been the first Ruck Rover because the, uh, yes. the position did not exist yet. Yep. Because back in the days of the early rucking, when, they, when you could have as many people as you wanted before the centre square, uh, there were two ruckmen that played. One was yep. a uh, – two big boys. One was a ruck and one was a ruck shepherd, they called it. Yeah. So he would shepherd the other guy out and the other two big boys would tap it. It's very hard because there's not much footage of it to speak of. No. One day they played Ron Barassi, Norm Smith did, as the second ruckman and just said, don't contest the ball, Fucking rove up. the bottom of the pack. Yep. Rove the bottom of the pack and just follow the other ruckman around everywhere. And I forget the ruckman's name. I forget it because obviously he's not Ron Barassi. He's nowhere near as famous. But Ron told a quote where he's like, well, the first day I was Ruck Rover, this old mate Ruckman, let's call him Bill. Bill said to me, just fucking stay out of my way. <laughs> imagine. And I got 25 touches. I mean, with, the, with, the con with the context of today's game, imagine being um, Paddy Cripps and you, the most dominant big bodied inside mid that there is. 
and the other teams don't even know what an inside mid is. Yeah, it's it, it, you, it was you dominate. Tactics did not you exist would, in a lot of ways. Dominate. In a lot of ways, they were they just did not exist. And Ron Barassi, without him, the game looks completely different 100%. now. Or we discover it much later. Yes, and just yep. like rest in peace, King. And it's it's one thing that um, a lot of people perhaps don't uh, realize, especially younger people. Um, the sport of football. It's one of the most evolving sports that there is just by the sheer size of the ground, the number of people over the past 100, 100, 150 years, the game has developed and evolved so much and continues to even now. It is constantly changing. It's constantly changing. It's constantly changing. And that's what people sometimes like old, old people like, you know, most famous example being someone like Sam Newman. Yes. Who openly says he does not watch football because it's gone to shit. Yeah. It's ridiculous because before he even played, it, the same thing happened. Yep. It changed. It's been changing. But he this entire played time. against, I believe, Sam Newman would have played. Would he? Did he play in the seventies or the sixties? Yeah. yeah, the sixties and the seventies. Sixties and seventies. He would have known Polly Farmer, yeah. and Polly Farmer, he played with Polly Farmer, revolutionised yeah. the the handball. Like he was yeah. like at the time. People were, call, were calling Polly Farmer an idiot for handballing so much. And guys like Barry Cable. Oh, we probably can't talk about Barry Cable because uh, something, something bad happened. Some don't bad know who there. that is. Don't know who Don't know who Barry Cable is. <laughs> Never heard of him. Uh, he's cancelled. <laughs> uh, in, other, in other football news, you had one on the, the collective bargaining thing, didn't you? This yeah, is interesting. So the, the AFLPA has struck a new collective bargaining agreement. Oh, I'm not sure if it's AFP, AFLPA, actually. I would think it would it be. It would have to be, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, they don't have a union. But so. the um, it's a three-year draft contract. So as it currently stands, um, draftees uh, sign two-year deals. Yeah. And there's been a lot of conjecture um, from clubs that uh, when they draft someone that do- obviously doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, are they getting the best out of them? Are they getting them for long enough? Is it actually worth it if you're getting the number one pick and they don't want to go to your team? So the three-year draft contract may go some way yep. to uh, making that better. But like everything in this sport and with contracts in general, they don't not, matter. They're not really the, worth what the paper that they're written on, are yeah, they? Yeah, and I, I'm not going to pretend to understand the ins and outs of AFL contractual law because it hurts my head to try. <laughs> but it seems like you just vibe it. If someone's yeah. got a contract, you'll fucking work it out. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the, all this talk about the Barras trade apparently happening this year and being a done deal, even though he was contracted. Yeah. Talking about it as if it was, uh, oh, yeah, and it's happening. Did, and then it didn't happen. It's happening. But, you know, the, just the fact that we can talk about that, like even, uh, you know, Stewie Jew sacked and he was contracted, you yeah. know? No, it's it's all it happens all all the time. So I don't know whether this will do anything, but I hope the kids are getting more money. I'll say that. Yeah, I, they I do, hope they, they are getting more, more cash. Just uh, quickly before we move on to some uh, other uh, footy news, uh, just back to Ron Barassi. I've got yeah, uh, go got some audio here of uh, one thing we didn't mention is his famous sprays. Oh yeah, the man, very angry. Very the man, angry man was arguably <laughs> the best sprayer of all time. And there's uh, Rassi having a few words to say to Baker. He won't give up. Look at that uh, bit of oh, jolly. between Zantuck and Jarrett. Oh, that's unbelievable. Z- His suit. Zantuck the suit's Rassi fantastic. The players are pushing Zantuck away from him. Don't look at me like that. How many kicks have you got? That's the answer to everything. Possessions. You give me possessions and I'll <laughs> shut up. <laughs> there's footage of him on the ground what now. Did you say, Ron? Just yelling. This is my favourite. On the phone. 
Wake us piss. Wake us piss. Wake us piss. Fuck, that's good, man. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Ron. We love you. Vale. We absolutely um, love you. So in uh, in other footy news, Greg Clark. Can we talk uh, about can we, we talk about poor Greg Clark? There's here? been so this is gonna go into delisting news because Greg yes. Clark has been delisted. Yeah, I'll, I'll just read this out. Yeah, um, go on, give it to this me. This is from our good friends over at Useless AFL Stats. Yes. Eagles delist Greg. After winning three grand finals with Subiaco, Greg Clark, with 93 games for 79 wins, was drafted by the West Coast Eagles, where he played 21 games for zero wins. Oh, no. His negative 1,384 points difference places him ninth for worst points difference after 21 career games. However, it would seem unlike others above him, he, would, uh, he won't get to rectify the situation. He does look rather happy about potentially going back to Subiaco. <laughs> I wonder why. Playing exactly 100 more games is Sam petrovsky seaton who was also delisted after a this 29 is, win, yeah. 92 loss, career winning wooden spoons at both Carlton uh, and West Coast. Wow. petrovsky seaton is surprising yeah. to me because they spent a bit of capital to get him into the team. Yeah, 100%. And he's not a bad player. Like, I don't. I, I, his, I'm career, very... his career strike rate of 23.97% was the worst for any current AFL player with 100 plus games. That's fine. However, it's well short of the record held by Jimmy Smith at St. Kilda, of course. Oh, 19 wins. Not even a university player. Like, no, this, is, this, is gonna, play. this is going to stun you. <laughs> 19 wins, one draw, and 110 losses. Oh, dear. A strike rate of 15%. That is terrible. Now, I feel terrible for Greg Clark because he's not a winger. No. He is an inside uh, mid to large mid. Yes. That is what he does in the waffle. And can, he's excellent. Can at it. play like Ford in the contest as yeah. well. Like he's bit not of a, a runner. Pepper type. No, he's a bash crash the pack. The type. Eagles have constantly played him on the wing. Yep. And he, it has been terrible and not an accurate depiction. And Xavier O'Neill got delisted as well. I was actually quite enjoying watching yep. Xavier O'Neill adopt us. He was I was thinking let him cook. Yeah. Let Xavier O'Neill cook. Yeah, that's saying to me. Absolute boy candidate. So, I was I had eyes on Xavier O'Neill for dear listeners for adopt your boy in 2024. I don't know if he still fits the age criteria, yep. but he's got a weird head. He's got a buzz cut. He plays for West Coast. I can watch him at Optus Instant every week. Boy. He's a boy. Instant He's a boy. Xavier also, funny name sort of. Now, yeah. speaking, oh. um, speaking of um, Greg Clark and the Waffle, the Waffle Grand Final was on this weekend. You, no, it's on next weekend. Next weekend. It? Yes, 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 yes. East, Frio. And the Peel Thunder. Yes. Peel, Peel has absolutely smashed Subiaco. Yeah, this um, is a heavyweight clash. This yeah. is huge. So Will Brody, amongst um, other 11 Frio-listed players for Peel, have demolished Subiaco, who are up there every year. Yep. If you are interstate, Subiaco and Claremont are the two uh, old guard, very powerful clubs yes. in, in the uh, WA State League. Subiaco's out. East Frio in. Now, East Frio almost folded a couple of years ago. Yeah, so and this, that, is great. this is their first time. I, I can't. When was their last flag? It's a long, oh, long time ago. Time it's ago. a long, long time they ago. Were, they were the State Footy Commission was trying to fold them into another team some years ago. Yep, 
um, three or four years ago. It didn't happen, thankfully. Yep. I've commentated their Colts a fair bit this year. The Sharks. Um, yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, East Frio. Uh, they've got some very good young talent coming up. One, James Spadanuda. I believe, yeah, Spadanuda. what a name. I, he was right up there, I think, in the top five of uh, disposal getters for the comp. They've got a hybrid ruck named Sam Otto. He's yep. very cool. Uh, yeah, they've, they, they've really turned the club around. Yeah, and they've, they've got so a lot of talent there. I will, I will definitely be going along to that grand final. Yep. Um, maybe getting some content. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, in other news, um, Harry Sheasel has taken out the best and fairest at North. Uh, huge. Yep. Absolutely. First-year player. Yep. Stunning. So the Well, um, he had over 600 disposals in the yeah, season. And if that, if I always use, if I'm looking at uh, footy wire or AFL tables, if someone's had over 600 disposals in a season, they've had a good year. Yeah. They've had a good year. Stats aren't everything, but you've got a lot of the fucking so ball. So the, the most recent V slash AFL players to win a BNF in their first season, Harry Sheasel, North Melbourne, 2023, yep. uh, you have to go back to 97 Darren Mead at Port. Mead. And then before that, Craig Bradley in 86 oh, at Carlton. Yeah, Craig Bradley. What and then, yeah, then you're looking at 83, 82, uh, 82 again uh, for Maurice Rioli Sr. Yep. Richmond. Yep. Uh, Mark Williams at Collingwood in 81. Oh, and yes. uh, he, He's a bit of a gun. He's and a Ken Hunter at Carlton in, in 81 wow. as well. Wow, so that's a huge feat from Harry Sheasel. Yeah, very, very The good. kids are just getting better and better. Oh, I can't 100%. wait to see this draft class and how, how they go about it. I've got some other news on uh, yes. our dear team, the Crom. Uh, oh, they've started to swing the axe uh, a few oh, plays. And okay. I was really worried when I saw the, the Crom delisting headline coming because, you know, I was thinking, you better leave my boy Paddy alone. You better. <laughs> if you, if you, right I saw the headline <laughs> and I was like, they've delisted four people. I okay. went, fuck, oh, jeez, they've swung the axe. They've swung the axe. <laughs> I've started to load the gun. I've started to get out the Glock and just slowly, you know, listen to Goodbye Horses and turn the lights off and load up the, the, the chambers in the barrel and then paint uh. makeup on myself and look in the mirror. But uh, it's Jackson Hately, okay. uh, Tyler Brown, who was on the on Collingwood list uh, yes, for a while, yes. um, Andrew McPherson and Tariq Newchurch. So Paddy is safe. Newchurch. Newchurch is safe. Tariq, Surprising, I don't think, got um, a game. someone with the name Newchurch gets delisted from a team based in the city in of the churches. In the city of churches, yeah. I mean, yeah the stranger things, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. But Interesting. Paddy is safe. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, Tyler Brown's a bit stiff. Uh, he, he, yeah, he didn't I get a think. game. I but, you know, I was, I was saying, they, uh, you know who's still playing in their Sandville team? Jack Madgen, though. He's oh. still on their list. So maybe oh, if the they need a, if they get a rookie list he spot, Maybe it. they can chuck him in there. I've got some more fun stats. Yeah, go on. Um, every year, Carlton has won a game at the MCG by exactly two points. They have played in the grand final. Oh, Jesus. 1962, 1993, 2023. Oh, goodness me. Two um, points is a rare margin. Another Carlton one. Every time Argentina win the World Cup in soccer, <laughs> Carlton has won the premiership the following year. 1978. Argentina win the World Cup. 79, yep. Carlton win the grand final. Oh, thank you, Maradona. 1986, Argentina win the World Cup. Messi. 1987, Carlton win the grand oh, final. Oh, good lord. 2022, Argentina win the World Cup. 2023. That is uncanny. Question mark? That is uncanny. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lordy Lou. <laughs> Have you got any other sporting news items I've there? got some. I've got some sporting news here. Well, before we go Sorry, into I that. Fo- I meant football news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go to the other sports, um, I did see a post this week that tickled me a little bit. The Mount Rushmore 
of your club, which yeah. is also my club. This was a good one. On it was the, a very uh, good one. I saw, saw a lot of um, yep. interesting um, inputs for this. Yep. Um, I and I wanted to put it to you to get your opinion. Who's, yeah, okay. who's on the Collingwood Mount Rushmore? The Collingwood Mount Rushmore is. I think if you are going to award this, you've got to go very far into the past because that's where the historic success was. Yep. I think you've got to go uh, Gordon Coventry. And the that's a must. Must. He's the that's premier. 100% the first, must. The first ever real key forward. Uh, yep. A change, change the sport, essentially. So he's, he's on mine as well. Yep. And I actually had to pull up some stats for him because yep. even I – after reading so much, forget and how keep in good mind, he is. It would have been – this is before drop punts were the accepted method of yes. kicking. Take that into account before you read these stats. Yep. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. He was accorded legend status uh, in the Australian Football Hall of Fame, which is above just being in it. Yep. Um, Coventry was the first player in VFL history to achieve several significant milestones, including playing 300 career games, kicking 100 goals in a season – Winning the leading goal kicker award in five consecutive years. Huge. And kicking a 1,000 career goals. Coventry's league total of 1,299 career goals served as a competition record for over 60 years. And this was in the 30s and 40s, I believe, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. Yep. So it was, what year did he retire? It was... Um, um, he retired in... should say it on the right-hand side there in that little column. Uh, uh, club uh, premierships. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 30, 37, 30s. he ended at Collingwood. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. So, yeah, sorry, not 40s, uh, into the late 30s. So... Gordon Coventry was like six foot tall, very, yep. very which was tall for the time. Oh, very and tall. And he revolutionised like big marking as a key forward. They would often, the coach who I believe was uh, Fonz Kine at the time, mm. would clear the 50 just for Gordon Coventry, a bit of shades of what would en- eventually happen with Pagan's Paddock and Wayne Carey. Yep. Like all of these things had not happened in the game before, let alone a dude kicking 100 goals in a season. Like he was yep. so crucial for it. Back to the Mount Rushmore thing though, yep. I would also have uh, Bob Rose, one hundred percent iconic figure of the club. Um, it's our most courageous player medal is named after him. Above that, um, Scott Pendlebury. You'd have to have, have to have Scotty he's P. A, he's an, he's an all time legend of the game. You you, you can't not have him. Yep. And uh, oh, the the fourth spot could be a bunch of different people. It could be it could be a lot. You could maybe have uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot. Like Buckley could be there. You could put Peter Dacos in there. You could put Peter Dacos in there because now because, his sperm is a yeah, big part of the club. Yeah, his sperm is so well. important. So he important. Counts, he counts almost for three, doesn't he? You could honestly put Eddie Maguire on there. Yeah, like I don't, you could. I don't hate that. You could actually put Eddie Maguire on the Mount Rushmore. It's 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 such a proud club. Uh, and he had a huge part in it. Yeah, well, they were uh, they were in dire straits in the yeah. uh, in the nineties. Who would you put? Let's let's do some random clubs here. Who mm. you, who's on GWS's Mount Rushmore? Oh God! Well, like Toby, Toby Green, Toby Green, hundred percent. I think I think Kevin Sheedy. Kevin Sheedy, I think you got to yeah, have yeah, Kev. He's a big proponent for that. Uh, I reckon Callan Ward. Callan Ward, not Callan bad. Ward, uh, games record holder, and the last one, Ooh. maybe like a Phil Davis or, yeah, I don't, or I don't like something that. like that. Israel Folau. Israel, you know Israel for I'd, I'd put it. I'd put, put him Israel. in there. It was a big deal. It was People a, forget it was he played a huge in the deal. AFL. People it was forget. A huge fucking he was deal. shit. He, he was, was absolutely very bad. shit. It, also a shit bloke. 
They should, yeah, well, we, shit, we forget about the whole religious fundamentalism thing. But yeah, yeah very going. Bad stuff. You got very anything bad else stuff. for uh, footy news? No, there? That, that's pretty much it for we footy news. We can go into other sporting slash other news. We I can. Um, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have struck a record NFL deal. Yes, uh, two hundred and ten million dollars. Oh fuck a duck! For four years. Ga- Whoa. And that's guaranteed. Oh my god! So this is a week after um, what's his name Rogers has yep has uh, done his done his ankle done his Achilles in the yep. first drive of the season. Yep, they've seen fit to give Patrick Mahomes two hundred and ten million dollars. Well, he is, uh, and this is not me being an NFL aficionado. This mm. is just like everyone says, he's the best player in the world. He, he is there. He is the best quarterback. He, he is the reason why part of the reason. Well, the reason. Um, other teams have adapted to that place of passing plays. Running backs are out. Yep. They yep. are they're out. Their their contracts are dwindling. They're banding together to well, try and get more I've money. I've always wondered about um, NFL football. I think they are really actually quite uh, behind where they could be in terms of tactics. Me watching it. Yes. Why are they not passing the ball more after the initial pass and I passing always, it backwards I like rugby? Always wonder that. Why are they not running legal. in groups? It's absolutely legal. Yeah, it's legal. E- even after the first forward pass, you yeah. can pass it behind you again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're allowed to do it, 100%. and they don't. They don't do they it. They don't do they it. Don't do it. Like. This is so... It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You'll see some highlights occasionally, and it's usually like college football. Yeah. Where someone like, look will, at this amazing trick play. Yeah. Someone will pop up just a simple backwards yeah. pass, and they'll be like, oh, it's, it's the wildest thing God, they've ever I seen. I can't believe he did that. This just isn't done. I've seen a lot of those, and every time I think, what? why don't they just do that every time? The, there's no good reason. There's <laughs> literally no good reason. Well, I think, I mean, off the top of my head, they're scared of the fumble. Yes. They're scared of losing possession. Well, it's you're more likely to lose possession exactly. on more forward passes exactly. because the ball's travelling further. Yeah. Like you also <laughs> what what they need to do. What if I would be if doing. There's two guys running at one person. One of you bait him with the ball yep. and just give it to the other you guy. You know what I'd be doing if I was an NFL coach, and this is gonna be I guarantee you're gonna win six Super Bowls if you yes. do this. You sack all of your offensive line. Just sack Good. them all because yep. they're getting paid, what, $30 million a season, $50 million yeah, sometimes. Like that. Way too much money. Free up your salary cap. <laughs> you go to the NRL. You go to the you go you go to the Fijian rugby league, whatever their professional sport is. You go to Samoa. You go to Tonga. And you just, just get, clean up. You just get a bunch of budget guys <laughs> who have been playing rugby all their life. Just be like, do exactly what you do. Except wear a helmet and pads. Just flick the ball around, barge into packs and score tries. You'll win the Super Bowl. These will. guys will dominate. These yeah. will dominate. They're they won't huge. know what to do. They won't know how to defend it. A line of rugby boys just doing, basically running the play like a rugby line. Just do it. Just, just keep passing. Don't go down. Like It's fine. Six Super Bowls, I will take my Larry O'Brien trophy yeah, or whatever did. the fuck it's called. You mentioned, you mentioned rugby there. There's yes. been some big news coming from the uh, Rugby World Cup. What did is, I tell you? The Islanders done. have done it. They have done the it. The Islanders have done Fiji it. The Fijians. has beat Australia for the first time in 69 years. Nice. Nice. Uh, 15 to 22. Um, yeah, this was a cl- pretty clinical display I here. did not watch it. Uh, were we shit? Uh, we were very shit. Yep. Uh, there were a couple of moments of individual brilliance, but uh, largely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Un, um, undisciplined, you could say. Yeah, okay. And 
they have gone with a, a younger side and Eddie Jones is has been trying to defend it. He's been getting rinsed in press conferences, yeah. man. Like, he's a, well, he's really. A bit, he's a bit off the wall. He's, yeah, he's, he's an odd man. I feel like he's kind of losing it a little bit yeah. because I've been watching a lot of his press conferences and it's very bizarre. It's very... Um, uh, was it Mal Malinga that ran for office and then quit in his first press <laughs> yeah, conference? Yeah. Like he was running for, I think, like sports minister or something like that, or like he was running for parliament. Yeah, and he sits down for his first press conference and goes, "G'day guys, it's, uh, it's great to be, it's great to be here." I'm the CTA is just and he, way and too he, much. He gets thirty seconds into saying, "I'm running for this," he goes, "I can't do this," and he just gets up, cancels the campaign. Rips the Eddie Jones off. has that energy yeah. in every He's press a very, conference. Very strange now. man. So um, they. Australia will have to beat Wales um, in the coming days to stay alive. Yeah. Um, which, you know, should have been easy, but is looking like a tall order Those now. Welshmen, they're tenacious. Uh, the South Africans, oh, now this is a battle of countries that nobody really <laughs> likes. Uh, South, As- South Africa versus Romania. Oh, God, yeah. just, um, a, yeah, just... 76 to 0. W- w- the Saffirs won, I'm yes. guessing. Yeah, all yeah. right. I didn't even know they played rugby in Romania. Apparently it's, they do. I yeah. thought their national sport was fascism. <laughs> I, d- I didn't know they were playing rugby. Fascism and theft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry to the one Romanian listener that listens to barely talk. No, actually, we're not sorry. I've seen, we're the, not I've sorry. seen the analytics. We don't get we any, don't get any Romanian. Well, because well, they, none of them are in fucking Romania anymore. They've all fucked off. Well, who would want to stay there? Uh, <laughs> the Saffirs have absolutely dominated them. Uh, I mean, you've got to get to a point. They are in, good at rugby. In a, in a rugby are, match where you get into 50, 60 points where you go, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah, maybe us, we should let them score a Should try. we change our shirts? Give us, maybe, give them a couple of our players. Maybe just start instructing these, <laughs> these gypsies on how to actually, you know, play the great sport of rugby. Oh, but there's been some, uh, there's been some good action at this World Cup. I've watched a little bit of it. Japan is looking quite good. Um, I just like Japanese sporting teams. Yeah. They're, 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 no matter what sport I'm watching, if the Japanese mm. international team is playing, yeah, I love it. They are dogged individuals. They're they the will best, just the they'll best, have a yeah. crack. They'll yeah. usually be shorter. They'll be undersized, um, and they'll just have a ping. There's a great game on tomorrow, or maybe later tonight. I'll have to check. But uh, Italy versus Argentina. Now they, okay. they're two very up and coming uh, nations for rugby union. Yeah, um, with some very famous wins in the past couple of years. So. Um, Versing each other would be very interesting. Yeah, very, very good. aggressive styles for both teams. Very so good. We'll we'll watch that with keen interest. Um, speaking of Japan, yes, the F one Suzuka F one Grand Prix is coming up this yes. weekend, and we've just had the Singapore GP where Carlos Sainz in his uh, lovely red Ferrari has taken the W. What it wasn't Verstappen. Verstappen didn't win. Struck out the Are ten you race streak. This is literally the first I've heard of this. Ten races in a row. Gone. Wow. Okay. Gone. So this is the most interested I've been in you telling yep. me about Formula One. Yep. He's, Verstappen. He's why did he lose? I uh, thought he had the best car. They just nuffed uh, their strategy. They were banking too uh, heavily on a safety car. It just didn't work out for them okay. um, in the mid stages of the race. But Verstappen did manage to get back up from. About, I think he was in about 15th or something. Oh, and he managed to get back up and come fifth. Okay, yeah, which fair is, play which to Which is pretty wild. Fair play to Verstappen. Um, but it was uh, Sainz, uh, Lando Norris and Hamilton. And Sainz has been very meme-worthy in, in recent weeks. Um, I mean, the watch theft incident was very funny. That is funny, but, yes. Um, Team Radio, in the latter stage, uh, stages of the race, uh, produced a very meme-worthy moment where his team um, race director came over the radio and said, 
Lando's uh, 0.8 seconds behind you and he's got DRS active, which means he's, he's fucking coming for you. He's coming. And Carlos immediately replied back, uh, back saying, yeah, I know, it's on purpose. <laughs> because he, he – and this is like very big brain stuff um, when you get into the tactics of F1. Both George Russell and Lewis Hamilton were coming very fast in the, in the Mercedes. Their race pace was much quicker than uh, Carlos was. Yes. Even though he was winning, they were coming up. Yes. Now, in between all those guys was Lando in second. So Carlos let uh, Lando catch up to him with the DRS and stick with him so that um, the two Mercedes could burn out their tyres um, really trying to catch Lando. Yeah, because they're breaking more yeah. in there. Yeah, if yeah, he yeah. had have let Lando go off the back, Mercedes would have overtaken Lando and all of a sudden... Very big brain. All of a sudden he's got yes. two Mercedes on him. So he gambled, I can beat Lando and I just have to beat him in a close matchup or yep. I've got two Mercedes on me. Yeah, and it, and it, it worked. It well worked. done. Fucking well worked. done to the man. And he's so big old Carlos. And good stuff. Big... Big brain manoeuvres there. Now, I've, I've got a new story that this is – we've been talking about this a lot this week. Uh, it's not sports, but it is a competition, I believe, mm-hmm. of sorts. Uh, the uh, This is out of the, the great nation of Poland. Okay, yes. Uh, yes. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, I remember this, yes. The, the country of uh, <laughs> Poland – and let me just get up this uh, – Article that I, I I found about it. Uh, this is from the New York Times. Oh, good, good, uh, good. You know, we, we only do official journalism here. <laughs> Contestants on a recent episode of a Polish reality TV show used blackface to imitate Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce. It was not the first time the racist tradition had been featured. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen this video, dear listener, but... It's very good. I actually haven't well, it's seen it. it's not the, good. It's bad. It's, it's, it's very v- bad. It's very bad. And but we're not funny. condoning this at all. But it's this Polish bloke uh, on like a sort of <laughs> Australian Idol TV show. Uh, it's so, And he's literally in full... Not black face, black body. Like he yeah, has spray painted his entire body black, <laughs> given himself fucking cornrows and done Be Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Said the N-word during it as yeah, well. The, Did the, the N- whole The N-word was the real kicker. The N-word was like no and and, and and it cuts to shots of the audience as well, all just going, Oh, this is good. Oh, this is great. I don't know why my Polish accent is like my German accent. Keep reading, keep reading. A reality TV singing competition in Poland is under fire after two contestants used blackface to imitate Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce during an episode that aired over the weekend, Your Face Sounds Familiar, or in Polish, Twoja Twoś Bezimajomo appears in multiple countries. Perfect pronunciation. Including the United States, where it ran on ABC for one season in 2014, and it was called Sing Your Face Off. How appropriate. <laughs> The sing show, your face sing off. your face off. The show encourages contestants to recreate the appearance literally, and literally, sound of famous singers as accurately as possible. In Saturday's episode of Your Face Sounds Familiar, the singer Kuba that's the one. Yep. Smashkowski. Good. One with his rendition of Mr. Lamar's Humble. Mr. Smashkowski <laughs> performed in blackface and wore his hair in cornrows in order to look like Mr. Lamar. Mr. Smashkowski posted a video of his transformation to his 163,000. Not bad followers. That's not bad. It's not a bad outreach there. With, capt- <laughs> with the caption, get ready with Kendrick. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. This is a very big thing on TikTok to get ready with me. Like, yeah, yeah. Lots I've of like white girl influencers do it. Uh, I mean, like, get ready with me. Not like, many, you know, not many Polish singers, male singers, though. Not many um, blackface people no, either. Uh, no. The video showed the singer in front of a mirror getting multiple layers of makeup applied. A representative for Mr. Smashkowski did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Uh, while Mr. Smashkowski posts about his transformation, received thousands of likes, hundreds of people commented on it. <laughs> And many of them expressing <laughs> criticism and anger. I can't believe it. I can't believe people were upset. Well, by I don't this. understand the problem. He's, he he has taken the memo of what the show is. Yeah, and he's done his best. It's, it's to recreate the artist look. The argument, what's, the, what's the problem here? I well, the argument. <laughs> I have heard other people say this not sarcastically, saying like it's a different culture. It's uh, a different culture get, over there. No, like, why are they, why no, are they it's doing? Not. Uh, like you know what. Uh, <laughs> Poland and also a lot of Eastern Europe, uh, dear listener, has a lot of problems with white nationalism, oh, but particularly yeah. racism. Yeah, they they do, do go pretty hard over there. They, they uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of let's call them right wing types uh, over in that neck of the woods. So th- this has that layer to it, where yeah. the crowd, I think, is maybe poking a bit of fun, but uh, it's just wild that this even went to air. It's yeah, that is very so, wild. And this, and and I found out after doing a bit of deep diving into like who makes this show, how could this happen? You know, how could this be led to happen? It's a company called Endemol Shine, and Endemol oh, they are in Australia. Huge. They yeah. do maths. They do MasterChef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do like Survivor. They do all of these. Well, they'd be loving this controversy. They know how to generate yeah. fucking views. 100%. They they absolutely know it. And like, you know, oh, this questionable thing happened yeah. on our heavily produced show. What is the most popular show apart from sport in viewership in Australia? Yeah. TV. It's maths. Yep. It is the most popular show. They know. Which baffles me. They by the know way. how to pump the gas Ugh. and get people talking about it. But <laughs> it's not the first time the program has come under fire for the use of blackface. In 2021, a white contestant wore blackface to portray Kanye West performing stronger. And uh, looking at this picture of him, he does look like Kanye West. I must really? say, it's 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 almost uncanny. You, you wouldn't think that there'd be a uh, paper white pole out there that could look like Kanye West. You, you wouldn't think so, but he's <laughs> he's somehow pulled it off. This bloke. In response to that criticism, uh, the show said the negative comments were surprising. The Polish edition of this is a quote from the Polish. <laughs> The Polish edition of the show, seen as Very exemplary, uh, I'm not going to do that. seen as exemplary <laughs> abroad, always tries to show great performances, which strive to be as close to the original as possible. Fucking An Instagram hell. post from the show read at the time. This time around, your face sounds familiar, which is in its 19th season, has not yet publicly responded. Fucking so, the, I think what they should do mm. is you've just got to go full like in for a penny yeah in for lean, a pound lean here. in lean because in. if you back down now you look like you look, you like, look a like you look like you're a pussy you look yeah. like you're a douche even though i'm not condoning this and it's wrong no it would be funny if it they just did not only blackface but then they did <laughs> like maybe uh like asian face and had yeah, all like of them one. in asian face or they did you know who's a famous asian singer I can't. Uh, the BTS famous in the words. They come as BTS. Yep. They they yep. do the full like BTS and then just oh on BTS. By the yeah. way, they have been embroiled embroiled in somewhat of a racial controversy. Go on. They uh, they put up a post. Oh, actually, was it BTS? If it wasn't BTS, it was another Korean boy band. Another K-pop. Yeah, they're all very interchangeable yeah. in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Are you uh, saying all Koreans look the same? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm that's saying. Not what he's saying. I'm saying artistically. Gentlemen. 
artistically, they're very derivative of each I other. I would never say that all and Koreans look the same, mate. Might, hey? I like that <laughs> BTS song. I think it's called Butter. But they it's were they're doing a tour, this band of the Philippines, I believe. Yep. And they put up an Instagram post saying, Hey, yo, what's up, Negroes? <laughs> and people went collectively. Like to the Filipinos? Well, like, nobody knew that that's what it was for, you oh, see. It was very vague. <laughs> they were just referencing Negroes repeatedly. So there's a lot of screenshots going out like, I cannot believe oh, that this no. band would be so culturally insensitive. That's so funny. Turns out Negros is a is an island in the Philippines where there's a city. Oh, they were playing a what show. What a hilarious misunderstanding. They were playing a show in the place called oh, Negros. 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 So, yes. Uh, so a lot of people Maybe they can go and play a show in Niger next <laughs> and then say, "What up?" <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people were um doing the uh <laughs> they wanted to cancel them. They wanted to, they wanted to get them cancelled. But you can't cancel BTS. Yeah. Their fans are rabid. Like yeah, they, they are, are absolute rabid dogs. I, I do I do love the uh, idea of a bunch of um just unwitting Asian guys coming out onto a stage like, "What's up? <laughs> hey, all you hey, hey. there's been a coup. Oh, yeah, that's great, guys. We love you." <laughs> 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 and all, well, it's like South Korea is such a weird place because it's, it's so it's, strange. It's America. It's essentially America. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, the whole country was formed uh, basically as a response to the revolution in North in, in at the time the People's Republic yeah. of Korea, and they have basically just been a U.S. military base their entire existence. Their White House, where the president lives, is called the Blue House. Yeah, their it's very their CIA is called the KCIA. Yeah, they, they have an, an extremely tight relationship yeah. with the States. And now they have now appropriated 90s American pop just yep. 30 years late. So now they're going through their Backstreet Boys phase and discovering that boy bands are a great fucking way to make but money. The, the way that it's caught on... Is very bizarre to me. Yeah, it's well. I've I've spent many more hours than I'd care to, uh, to admit, just going through comment sections. Yeah, like especially for BTS, the Blackpink yep. ones are uh, a bit less so. They're a bit are more self-aware. Are they the lady ones? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but BTS, you look at the comment sections, and people people refer to them as the boys. Yep, and they refer to them uh, in a tone. That is as if they're best friends. With yes, them. it's very parasocial. Yeah, it's very parasocial. And the, the same. The point, th- although I must admit, the same thing happened with One Direction here. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot did, yeah. of you and I. Like my, Nadi is a big like old school One D fan from yeah. back in the day. If they do a reunion but, tour, but I mean, she's going to be that there. That with makes Bells more on. sense because they're from England. All of that's true. But all of the comments, like sections for One D videos, are like the fans yeah. really claiming Defending ownership him. of like yeah. their favorite One Direction member. There's a lots of there's lots of gay conspiracies like that oh, Harry Jesus. is gay with Niall or Niall is gay with Liam. I thought they're related. Like, oh, wait, that's the Jonas Brothers. No, Jonas Brothers are related. Right. They're, no, no, they're that'd not gay be, with each other. They, did, they were doing the purity ring thing. That was yes, their thing. They, right. they did the yep. Disney ring and they were like, yep. we're, not, we're not having sexual marriage. And now yep. he's I mean, recently... Which is smart because so now, many people are now, nuts. Oh, it's very, it's very... Now Joe Jonas has been in the news because he's divorced Sophie Turner from Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah, and apparently this one of the things, that the straw that broke the camel's back for Joe mm. was because there was door camera footage of Sophie getting home. I think she'd had a couple of cocktails. Yes. And she's uh, she's on the phone calling him a manlet to her friends. <laughs> 
and he got really upset about this. This Man. is I, I, I have read this. I have read Man. this. I'm pretty sure it's true, ladies Man. and gentlemen, that Sophie Turner called Joe Jonas a manlet. Oh, he goes. Honey, how dare you? I'm taking the kids. I'm out. I'm I mean, fucking out. It must be tough being married to Sophie Turner. Uh, she is tall. Knowing that, I mean, she's very beautiful yeah. and lovely, but it would be tough because there is a scene that exists where she is very graphically raped. Yeah, by Joffrey. Yeah, it's not in good. Game of Thrones. It's not good. Also, so that would uh, be hard to get out of your brain, I would yeah, think. Yeah, because Joffrey. Oh, no, it was by Ramsay. Sorry. It was by uh, yeah. Ramsay, not Joffrey. Yeah, honestly, uh, big L from Joe Jonas there. Yeah, bad, B- huge, bad, bad, huge bad. L. But uh, they're going on tour. In other so news, good for them. Um, I do have another non sports. Story, but I'm going to save it to the end because yeah, it's going to blow on. your fucking little self. I, uh, you've been teasing this to yeah. me, and so this this one is. I will um, say, watch your language when you get to this story. <laughs> Just watch your this, this watch your colloquialism. This one's good. Uh, autistic boy wins a golf title after only playing three rounds ever. Holy shit! Holy a 12 year old schoolboy from a small rural town in the Bay of Plenty, uh, which is in New Zealand has caused a seismic shockwave in the golfing scene, winning a national title after only having played three rounds of golf in that his life. That is awesome. It's it's incredible. He's a, He amassed a staggering 87 points. It's a point-based point, point based system. That's yep. not strokes. Yep. Uh, from his three nine-hole rounds. Wow. Thanks to a barrage of booming drives and unerring iron shots. It, uh, this is incredible. If you've ever played golf... It's fucking hard. You know it's how hard <laughs> this shit is. And... It's, For a 12-year-old. It's one of the most infuriating things ever is you usually have a, a group of mates that you play with. So you, you know how – you know everyone's skill level and yeah. whatnot. And once in a while, one of your mates will bring his mate along. Yeah. And that mate will absolutely smoke everybody. Yes. And it's incredibly frustrating to watch because seeing somebody be way better than you, way better than you at, a, at a thing that is incredibly frustrating – is, is hard to so watch. So imagine seeing this kid just yeah. punch no, his me driver. It's my fourth time ever. Yeah. And from all reports. I'm 12. From all reports, I mean, and this might be the autism coming in a little bit, very relaxed about the whole oh, scenario. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's no. Everyone's like, "Oh my, this is the most incredible thing we've ever seen." And this almost, kid is like, eh. "It's almost like it, it's such a good thing for an autistic person to take yeah, up as a sport." Well, I'm because, surprised more of because them. golf is so routine driven. It's so yeah. like you, you, the best thing you can do as a golfer is the same thing for every single shot. 100%. Like the way you approach the ball, the way you line up to the ball, whether you shuffle your feet in a certain way, whether you like yeah. so OCD people tend to go to golf a lot. Hundred percent. I think autistic people there. There's a market there. Right. There's this kid could be well, you've huge. Got to, you've got to wonder, like, how many of the pros are actually a bit spectrum Because they are weird. Yeah, yeah. Scotty Scheffler gives me Scheffler. a bit of I mean, even Tiger vibes. Woods is pretty Tiger weird. Woods. Oh, no, I think Tiger Woods has got way more going on than autism. <laughs> <laughs> He's got actual, like, PTSD from his dad. His dad I mean, was a, speaking a of, wild uh, Speaking man. of Tiger, some text messages have come out. Yes. Between uh, Tiger and uh, one of his mistresses. Oh, his okay. many mistresses. Yeah, well, th- so this is back from scandal time. This Tiger. is back from yeah, scandal yeah. time. This is not. This is not from now. But uh, Tiger, if you're not aware, um, he divorced his wife because it turned out they'd been sleeping with about 38 other women. I think it was at least 50. Yeah. Like, uh, 38 and the, that we know. The of. great. The great thing about Tiger is that he's a bi- he's a billionaire. Yep. He's the absolute goated golf player of all time. Arguably the greatest athlete of all yes. time. Yeah. Uh, his domination he, was... His status in the world as a celebrity yeah. was the biggest. He yeah. was like Michael Jordan. He 100%, was, he was 100%. insane. Uh, probably more influential than Michael Jordan, yes. you, would, you would say. Yes. Uh, but 
so he could have been cheating on his wife with anybody. Literally anybody. Paris Hilton. Pa- you know. Well, I mean, you'd from from his era, you could go oh, El McPherson. El McPherson. Su- supermodels. Kylie Minogue. For the most you know. part, he was banging um, waitresses, single man waitresses yeah. from Hooters. Yeah, and the, honestly, which King. is like, go off, King. <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's sick. And and that's would, so would good. like fly, get him into a hotel. Yeah, treat him nice. I, him. I watched the doco yeah. about him, and he was just like he. They, they all said he was the most lovely yeah, man lovely. I've ever met and in you, my life. If you look he through, was so caring and affectionate. If you look through a lot of these text message exchanges, and there's a lot. Yeah, it's, it, he is. He's pretty good. He's got but game. There's, there's one. There's one that. Um, there's one that stood out to me, which is very funny. Uh, this lady, Jamie, she almost fumbled the bag here. Yep. Because if you if you're banging Tiger and yep. you're a single mum working at Hooters, this is this is great. Yeah. Like you you got, are. You need to hold on. You to need, this. Yeah. Get, you hold on tight. So he's, she's texting him, um, and she says, um, "If we hang out on on Sunday, we can watch Desperate Housewives again." Ha ha. Tiger. Oh God. Jamie. <laughs> Take a break from watching boring old golf. Oh, no, you can't then, say that. And then she says, I mean, the amazing sport of golf, winky face. More than an hour later, babe, I was kidding. Tiger, I know sexy. Oh, <laughs> yes. He was on the range. He couldn't look at his phone. Don't He's, make fun of oh, golf, mate. That's so funny. Don't make fun of golf. I love that he would just, he would not. He would not appreciate the joke at all and just be like, you can't, babe, you what can't you, say what that. What are you talking about? Like, you golf, can't, you golf can't fucking f- rules. You can't, you, golf is sick. You know who I like, am, you right? Can't, you can't say that. <laughs> and in his defence, golf does rule. Golf does Golf rule. does fucking golf rule. Fucking does what rule. was your last controversial story? Did, what was the one where you were? Uh, uh, well, it's not, it's, oh, I'll, I'll get to the, the controversial one. But yeah. before we go to that, gravy wrestling. The World Gravy Wrestling oh, Championship. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> the World Gravy that's Championship fucking, results I'm looking revealed at a photo you after up hundreds here. of litres used in a pool. Now, this is fantastic. That's it's, fucking rank. It's, it's in England, and this man, um, Rain Gravy, has, has won. <laughs> his name is <laughs> Rain Gravy. That's, now, there's no way that's his real name. Now, he's gotten it changed. He's wearing a uh, Rey Mysterio luchador mask here. and. Yeah, he, he's, he looks he's about it out. seventy kilos. The, it's in Manchester, and I got to tell you, I'm I'm pretty interested in going and give this a bit of a crack. You Rest, go rest, well, actually, wrestling in, in, the in gravy. gravy wrestling. Well, I'm quite lithe. You, you are know? very wiry. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Get some gravy on me. Ooh, yeah. You oh, you can't. can't you know, you know, you, 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 you can't. You can't you know, hold, hold on. on. You can't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be good at gravy <laughs> wrestling. I'd be good at gravy football. I, I'd <laughs> be very good at gravy football because I tend to do my best footy in wet weather. So, you know, play me at centre half back in gravy. Gravy football. I'll get you some touches. I'll now, get you some clearances. My last, my last story that I wanted to bring up to you. Now, this is not sport related. Yeah, that's fine. But it's yeah, such a bombshell and yeah. important to everyone. Yes. I feel like it's a disservice to, to not bring it. I'm up. I'm excited now. King Charles, you you you're aware of King Charles? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, King Charles flew UFO to save lives in a bizarre secret military mission. Get absolutely fucked, King Charles. You did not do that. What, Wild tell me claims more. have suggested King Charles III allegedly flew a UFO craft which saw the, at the time, Prince of Wales save lives after a disastrous Tesla coil implosion. So, wait, so <laughs> what's happened here? So he's... It goes on. The King of England had allegedly been part of Project Scorpio, according to a former colleague who worked as a diver alongside the monarch at Sandy Point in Canada. Now, it is bizarrely claimed an unidentified flying object, allegedly piloted by then Prince Charles in the 70s, 
saw the head of the royal family save the lives of some researchers after a successful retrieval mission. What the fuck? No. This is the, true. This is not true. This is true. This can't have happened. Piloting the Sikorsky prototype rotary craft proved dangerous following an electrical failure, which is said to have been caused by the Tesla coils it was powered by. Okay. Speaking to the Daily Star, diver Dan Costello said... The craft was an electrical risk itself and target of attacks, which cost the lives of original engineers and test pilots intended to fly it to Langley, which is the CIA headquarters, earlier that season in 75. Many turbines were subjected to emergency shutdown while submerged, requiring special forces divers to enter the voltage risk areas to prevent a mass death event. Whoa. So Charles Charles has flown in on his UFO. And saved everybody here. God now, damn. How this is not bigger news, I'll never know. Wow. I forget that he actually did flying stuff. Yeah, they all yeah, do. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. It's all they a bit do. performative. It I, is. Yeah. It is. But, like, have, Prince Harry flew helicopters, didn't he? In he a, did, in Afghanistan. Yeah, he was stuff. the gunner. He was the Quick gunner. Quick actions from the at-the-time prince meant tens of thousands of lives were saved by the Royal Navy. Well, Nub TV, great name, aired yes. the unconfirmed allegations of King Charles piloting an, piloting an unidentified aircraft. Uh, he's also piloted uh, another unidentified aircraft, and her name's her name's Camilla Parker Bowles. Have you, now we've we've got the te- the Tiger text messages here. Have you ever seen the transcripts of uh, their conversations? No. Oh man, it is it is His, whose conversations uh, between between uh, Charles and Camilla. Oh no 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 oh, no! They, no. Ca- they came out like twenty years ago. Oh like, shit! This is like, were, were they, they like sexting each other? One thousand percent. Oh fuck! And yeah. this is while he's married to the thirty years younger than him, Princess Diana, Diana who was oh. beautiful. What compared to Camilla? Like Diana he's, is he's the most. He's texting oh. Camilla, and the the big standout one was um, <laughs> they're 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 doing sexting type stuff, and he said um, that he. Uh, she mentions that she's on her period. Okay, and Charles said, oh, I wish I was one of your Tampaxes. No, he did not. Yeah, and, she, and she giggles and says, oh. oh. And he goes, uh, in and out, in and out. Oh. oh. It is disgusting. That is fucking It's disgusting. Rank. He equates himself to a tampon. <laughs> like, what the f- That's not sexy whatsoever. There's a family guy bit about this where it's... Uh, <laughs> The Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twin powers activate. If you, oh, This was a fuck. show in the 80s where they would shapeshift into different things and they get mm. their rings and they go, form of. Yes. And she goes, and one of them is like a Wonder Woman type. She's a bit hot. Yeah. And Peter Griffin is the twin in this uh, in this clip. And she's like, Wonder Twin powers activate. Form of a hawk. And she flies <laughs> yeah. away and goes, come on, Peter. And he goes, I'm coming. Shape of Jaina's tampon. And then he, he turns into a little tampon and just hops into her purse and it's goes, disgusting. and now I play the wedding game. So like, that's what King Charles wanted to yes. do. He wanted to be a tampon. He wanted to be a tampon so he could go in and out of this old lady. Oh, God. Yeah, Charlie. Very, very bizarre. Charlie. Very bizarre he also has very disgusting hands. Yeah, weird hands. His hands are weird very, everything. very fat. They're anyway, all weird. It's the inbreeding. Uh, it's the inbreeding. You know, they are inbred <laughs> dragon spawn Targaryens. Uh, Shall we leave it there, Ben? We'll leave it there. We'll leave it. Either way, thank you very much for listening. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow for the drop of the mailbag and tipping episode. We'll see you later.
That was Sport by Sweat. Thank you, dear listener.